Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Okay, so today we have Piper D. Young on the show. She is a branding mentor. She helps hairstylists and makeup artists style their businesses with branding and design. She's a mama and a wife and a co-founder of the Ember Hair Retreat and Blend Gatherings. I've actually been trying to get Piper on the show for quite some time and scheduling and everything, but I'm so excited that she's here because she's just kind of the first person we've had on talking about website, talking about design and talking about her journey. So Piper, thanks for joining me. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for you because just seeing you launch your podcast too has been so awesome. I was listening to it the other day in my car too. So I'm I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm, it's kind of cool that you've waited so long because I feel like it's gotten more organic and kind of more just me showing up and not having like a fake podcasting voice. So it's, 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 it's good to be here too. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about, well, you know, branding and everything, but really like understanding your journey of how you transitioned your business, because I know from just talking to you and, you know, it comes up that you were a makeup artist and Mm -hmm. uh, I know that you've, you're not no longer, you know, working at the counter doing that and, you know, taking clients. And so I know for a lot of people listening, it's like, okay, that's so cool. Like her career is so awesome. I go to her Instagram page and it's like, okay, I want to do that. But like, there's no roadmap. There's no, like, how do you get from doing the work to like, kind of being more of like a creator. And so I'd love to hear about a little bit about your journey of like how you transitioned because your career is like goal level stuff. And it's like, you might not see it because it's like you're in it, but like to be someone who's like observing it, it, it's pretty cool. Wow. Thank you so much. That First of all, that means a lot to me because personally I'm coming out of a season of like really feeling that like imposter syndrome and like not feeling, you know, you just kind of get in your head. But really um, the career, I like to say the career or like the business I have today is honestly like such a mesh of everything that I've done. And I'm like so grateful for taking those chances like in life before. But um, I did start, um, I would say in the beauty industry, with makeup. I started as a makeup artist. I started behind the counter at a Mac counter in a Nordstrom door. And yeah, it was kind of like my dream to always work for Mac. That was like the thing I wanted to do. But at the same time, when I was working there, it was just more of a a part-time job. I was also working for my best friend's mom's company, which was in the spa industry. And it was an event company. And she kind of just saw that I guess the way she said it to me and she's like, I see that you have an eye for like marketing and uh, design and and communicating, making things look good. And so she kind of took me under her wing and kind of gave me the opportunity to work as a social media marketing manager. Did I have any clue what I was doing? No, but I just kind of went with my gut every time. I was just like, I think this looks good. Or I don't know. She kind of just again, she said that she saw that I had the eye for that, but really all of that came from, um, prior to even that and doing makeup, I, uh, 
played in a band. That's how I met my husband. We played music and um, for the band at the time, this was like back in the MySpace days, but I would do all of the marketing. I would do all of our booking. And then through that, I organically started to make friends in like the local music scene. I started booking events and bands like for local venues here in Orange County. Um, I started working with locally, they have like an award thing called the OC Music Awards. I started working with them and I I just fell in love with like creating experiences. And so it started with like the band world, the music world here locally. And then I started doing events in the spa industry when I worked for that company, Live Love Spa. So I think that's where my friend's mom saw me doing it because me and her daughter were in the band together. So she saw everything that I did for the band and she was like, I think I need that in my business too. And so... So yeah, I was doing that. And at the same time, her company grew. It went from like three of us working and doing, we did about 12 events the first year across the country. And then by the time I left the company, there was like 15 employees. They were doing 22 events across the country. Um, But I knew, personally, I knew that I wanted to do my own thing. I think working that job, um, I, I like to call it like my Monday through Friday big girl job. That's what I kind of deemed it, you know? Um, I don't know. It just, to me, it felt like, I guess, maybe what my parents thought I was going to do is like, you know, go get the Monday through Friday job behind a desk sort of thing. And so when I was doing that, I fell in love and I learned a lot about business from her. She's an incredible mentor, but I just knew I wanted to do my own thing. And I was still, um, freelancing on the weekends as well, freelancing makeup. And so I kind of was just like, I think I need to maybe pour a little bit more time into my freelancing business now that I kind of understand how to run a business a little bit more. And I went full time into freelancing and I learned so much during that time because now I wasn't working for someone anymore and they weren't necessarily setting the vision for their business, but it was all on me. And it was, um, it was up to me to figure out what am I communicating? Who's that ideal bride that I want to work with? Um, how am I emailing them? How am I sending my prices over to them so that it looks good and they're wanting to book with me? How am I like, am I going to create a website, which I, Obviously, I did because I love building websites, but mm-hmm. I look back and it's so funny thinking about that first website that I made. Oh my God, cringe. <laughs> but um, but I, I just knew like all of those things. I wanted to be perceived as like a legit business and not just someone that was doing this as like a hobby, you know? So yeah, I, I freelanced. Uh, I had my freelance bridal business for several years and then I... I wanted to, I knew I wanted to jump into creating events again because I wasn't, I wasn't doing the band thing anymore. I wasn't doing events in the spa industry, but I saw kind of a need for events in the kind of makeup and the hair world, especially locally here. So then I started with a friend, a monthly meetup that was called Blend at the time. We did that for about two and a half years. And it was really cool. It was just all based on business. I've always been drawn to learning about business because I think so often like we learn the technical side of what we do in the beauty industry, but at the at the end of the day, we're signing up to be business owners. And sometimes that like people don't realize that and that gets missed. And I think when you miss that, you're missing the opportunity to build a great business and to really reach your ideal client and to love what you do. 
So Blend was really all about um, just straight business. We had incredible speakers. And it's crazy to think back at that because it's been like, I mean, it's been it's been a while now. But if I hadn't taken that leap to start Blend, I would have never met Jamie, who's now my business partner for Ember Retreat. <laughs> and Ember is uh, a dream come true too. We're, we're in the process of... Um, we're getting ready to do our fourth retreat here. And I met Jamie. She came to the very first blend. And um, and through blend, I've been able to meet so many incredible people in the hair and makeup and beauty industry. And even locally here, um, like my girl, Michelle Hair, she's awesome. She owns a salon here called Salon 1506. But she was like, she let us use her salon for the events and was just such a big supporter. My friend Heidi Marie like came in and helped support. It was very much like a collective thing. Um, But I'm so grateful for that time because I met just so many amazing people. And then from that came Ember. And from Ember, I got to meet you. And it's just, it's crazy how all of that leads us to where we are now on this podcast. (laughs) Totally. Like, I'm like, I actually made the diagram while you were talking of like all the different things you were doing. Then I'm like, okay, now branch it down like a, like a, like a tree. But then I was like, okay, then freelance, then events, then (laughs) when, then. And so I, I guess I'm curious, like, do you feel like each one led into the next one? Or do you feel like there was this master plan all along of like, how do I bridge this, the branding, the events, the makeup, like all into one, because it's like, you've really done that. But it's, I wonder if it's as much of it's like been like a part of the plan as much of it's unfolded as you took the next step. Oh my God, there has been no plan. I think it's, I think the only reason I can sit here today and look back and go, wow, I'm here today because of all these things. It's like, cause I, I can stop in the moment and like look back, but no, when, when I was in it and like doing all those things, n- no way. I, I was just, I have, yeah, no, <laughs> see clearly I can't even articulate. Cause I was like, no, there was no plan. Yeah. yeah. Cause I hear like, I have a friend, like one of my clients, she's an actress. And I said like, do you feel like you're ever going to stop and be like, holy shit, I'm on Broadway or like I'm doing this mm-hmm. or, and, and she's like, no, I don't think I ever will because I'm so busy doing the work. And I feel like that's kind of like, when I look at your, your path, it's like, it, it, it you have to almost like stop and like drop to the side of it and go like, oh my gosh, because otherwise you're so in it that like you lose an appreciation for like how freaking cool it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's interesting to talk about that because honestly, I think while I was in it, I will say I I struggled with a little bit of feeling like, man, will I ever find what I'm supposed to be doing? And I don't even know if that's the right way of putting it, like supposed to be doing, but like, will I ever find something where I'm like, I'm not, I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm not moving on to the next thing. If anything, I felt kind of like, finicky, like almost like, oh, I've got, I'm doing this and now I'm doing this and now I'm doing this and now I'm doing this. But I'm now where I'm at now, I'm like, oh, that all served a purpose. But at definitely at the time there was no plan. And in fact, I kind of had a different mindset where I was like, is there something wrong with me? Because I can't seem to nail down something because I, and again, going back to why I kind of make the joke of saying I had my big girl job Monday through Friday, because I think, you know, in, I think society sometimes in our head, it makes you think like you go to college, you get the job and then that's what you stick with. Right. And so 
I that wasn't necessarily my path. I didn't even finish college. Like I I went back and I took courses on things that I loved and wanted to learn on, which was branding and design, but I didn't finish it. And so part of me almost felt like, am I can I not finish something? And I think what I've come to realize is I don't think I'm ever going to be finished and I don't ever want to be finished <laughs> because right. I'm just a cre- I'm very creative and I've come to like come to terms with that, not have it be this negative thing, but embracing it a little bit more. So yeah. I love that. I actually wrote next to your event job, I wrote respectable. And then next to your makeup job, I wrote passion. Like, I I just think it's interesting. And it's cool to hear that because I feel like so many of us like, and this is the same for me, when you're in it, you don't see the layer upon layer that it's like the foundation that it's laying for what is going to be. And I feel like you have to have a lot of faith. But I think also, it, I'm the same way. Like I've gone through the motions of being an educator and all these things. And as I'm going through it, I'm like, why, why doesn't this resonate with me? Like, why haven't I found like, like, I know I want to help people. I know I love hairstylists, but like this still isn't it. And you're almost like down on yourself and like kind of feeling like, why can't I just be happy being like an ABBA educator? Like everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. No, it's so true. It's like we get in our heads or we think that it's supposed to be a certain way. And when in fact, I think when you just kind of let it happen organically, like you're going to get to where you're supposed to be. And you might even land there and it'll take you a while to realize like, oh, this is where I was supposed to be. <laughs> right. And even like with your college thing, it's like you can go into college with the with the destination of finishing or you can go yeah. and you can take the classes you want to take and you can learn what you want to learn. And like, what is finishing? Like, what's the, actually, what's the actual fucking point? If, if, if you're getting what your, your needs met. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. I I think when I finally realized obviously like design and web design and branding was really what I was extremely passionate about. That's when I went back and I was like, I'm taking those classes. Like, that's what I want to learn. I'm not I, I'm like, I'm going to take the classes that I want. And it was cool because literally I got so excited every day going to class. Whereas like when I first started off in college, I was obviously doing like your general ed, but then I thought I was going to, I'm pretty sure I was like, I'm majoring in anthropology, which is super fascinating to me. But I was like, that is not my passion. I just thought that seems scholastic, I guess. I was going to say, it sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, it's again, it's like, you can have a life that like looks good on paper, or you can like, kind of take the winding road and end up kind of how you have. And it's like, I would prefer to do what what you're doing first versus like have something that looks good, because it's like that will never be enough. Whatever anthropology is, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Oh, no, it definitely was very fascinating. But there was there was definitely no passion behind it. And I knew that I was operating and going to the classes I was passionate about when I got so excited every morning to go sit in my design classes and like geek out on the programs I was learning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like when you were saying like, you know, like we don't really get taught the business stuff, I totally agree. And then it's like, but it's like, we love doing hair, we love doing makeup or we love what we do. But I do feel like I mean, I know for me, like, it's like something like an insecurity of like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to make like my branding or my website, like reflect me. And it's like, it's in today's world. It's such like, it's like such a business card versus an Mm -hmm. actual business card. And so like, because you've been a makeup artist and because you've, you've spent so much time with like beauty pros, like, what do you feel like, like is 
like the hardest part for our brains to connect with like the digital space of like kind of creating the story via website of like who we are, because I feel like there's just, it's, there's a disconnect or an intimidation factor. I don't know what it is. I think maybe in our industry is taking the time to like stop and actually like define who we're trying to work with, who, who brings us joy, like what kind of clients bring you joy to work with? Um, what, like, what do you want your business and your career to look like? I think a lot of times, especially now in this digital age, like people might just be like, oh, I'm going to use this photo or I'm going to use this font or I'm going to make a website. And they just like throw it together really fast. But there's they're not actually sitting there thinking about, does this communicate properly to my ideal client? Is this going to convert people to come sit into my chair? Um, and so rather than just slapping things together, I think the most important thing is to like stop and really um, think about, you know, what is your brand? What do you want your brand to look like? Who are you trying to reach? Like sitting down and de- I always say define and then apply it. But if, you, if you're just applying things without sitting and defining them first, like you're going to be all over the place. You're not going to be communicating effectively. And at the end of the day, branding is communication. You're communicating to your client what it, at the, it's like you're wanting, you want them to perceive you in a certain way, right? It's perception. So if you want to influence their perception, you have to get really clear on, well, what would speak to them? What... um what grabs their attention, and then not even just on the visuals, but is your experience in in person the same? Right? Does it communicate the same thing? Is it luxurious? Is it laid back? Is it fun? Do they? How do you? How are you making your client feel? Um, I think it all ties together, and I think sometimes we don't stop and think about those things. Yeah. No. Even just the way you explain that about how branding is really just communication, because I'm like that really makes it less intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I've I've so I've been working on a course <laughs> and hopefully it will be coming out here in the next couple months, but um it is it's for beauty professionals strictly because those are my peeps and it is all on how to um really define your brand and then taking that and um, using branding and design for your website and really reaching your ideal client. But as I've been building this course, I've been trying to think about like, how do you make this just really easy to understand and digest? And sometimes people think, oh, I got to build a brand. So they think a logo, right? They're like, I got my logo done. I'm good. I've got a brand. But really there's so much psychology to um, branding and design. And that's the part that I think when you get that, everything else kind of clicks. And like the easiest way I can put it is branding is communication. It's communicating. So if you think about every time I go to create an Instagram post, is it communicating the right thing to my ideal client, right? Is is the colors, do the colors communicate the right thing? Do the fonts, does this image style communicate the right thing? So if you can keep that in mind, like it will branding will, um, it will come like kind of like something you will always then think about. Um, and branding is an action. So you're always going to be doing it. It's like never a one time, like one and done thing. Like, oh, I'm done branding. No, it's like you're continually branding yourself and your business anytime you're putting something out there or communicating to your ideal client. 
Yeah, no. And I, I've, I've even thought about just like, even like policies you have, all those things are communicating yeah. to your dream person. What, like what your vibes like, but I love right. the idea of this course because I know that like, I can think of a hundred people right now that would be like, uh, yeah, I want to like, I have the bones of it, but I need help finessing it. I need yeah. help defining because I think a lot of us, you know, when we go independent or whatever, it's like, we're, we're in apply mode. It's like, okay, I got the LLC. I've, yeah. I'm, I've got my EIN. Okay. I need a website. Let me throw that son of a bitch up. Yeah. And then I'm gonna, and it's like, wait, what you're saying is like, we've missed a whole step, which I think we're overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. I feel like what is going to be so cool about what you're doing is just to have this space where it's like, that's all we're focused on. Because I yeah. agree with you that there isn't like when as hairstylists, there's so many places our attention goes and then we go independent and it's like, Oh my gosh, like we know we need a website, but like on a scale of one to 10, it's like, it's not illegal to have a bad one. So, okay, cool. That's up. But it's like, I love the idea of just like people, even I love that people can have their Squarespace bones website up and then Mm -hmm. they can take your course and they're going to be able to just kind of, I don't know, it just feels like good self care to like have your branding and like everything feel like an alignment. Cause then it's like, I don't know. I just feel like we work so hard to go independent. We work so hard to like put ourselves out there. And then I think we get discouraged because it's like, it seems like such a huge mountain to climb. So I love just like the way you're breaking that down. And I feel like that would be, I mean, I want to take it. Oh, thank you. No, I like I want to make this so accessible because honestly, for me, when I like I had, you know, taught myself like back in the MySpace days, like coding and, you know, like (laughs) basic HTML and stuff like that. But I was always, you know, fascinated with um, creating things online. And so when it came time to build a website for my business, like when I finished it, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so legit right now. Like I felt like a badass. And let me just tell you, I think something people don't even realize nowadays is that learning how to create a website will serve you in any business that you go into. Because anytime I've created something since the first website, when I when Blend needed a website, I was able to create that and create the branding. When Ember needed a website, I was able to create that. You know, so and then now going on to building my next business, like I'm able to do these things and take a little bit more ownership and understand um what I'm trying to communicate to that next ideal client that I'm looking forward to working with. So, so I always say like, you might be a hairstylist now and this is going to serve you, but let's say, you know, I don't know, three years down the road, you're, you know what, my passion is baking and I'm going to start a baking catering company. You'll know how to make yourself a website, you know? So no, I love that because any business. Yeah. Cause like even, you know, like I think about that, like it builds such confidence, um, which I feel like you need confidence to communicate. And so it's yeah. like, if communication is all branding is, and like, we only do the things we're good at, we're never going to mm-hmm. learn new things. And like, that's kind of like why I like how with my podcast, you can go back and it's like, Ooh, that first episode, well, let's, let's hang in there and see what she can do, but <laughs> it's rough. And it's like, okay, but like, I didn't wait till I got good at something. I'm not only doing things I know how to do. So, and I love what you're saying about how things parlay, like these skills parlay. Like if you love photography and you take a course on that, that's only going to help your hair pictures. But like like, you might turn into a photographer, like, but you kind of like don't ever get to see where things go. If you only do the things you're good at. And like, I'm sure your first website is like 
pales in comparison to like where you're at today. But I don't know. I love the idea of like these skills that you're building that can be like transferable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we are living in the best day and age for learning different skills that are going to serve us in so many different ways. I mean, like I'm all for online education. I'm like in so many different uh, online like courses and, you know, little master classes or taking one-off webinars. Like I am all for that because it only just helps me, like you said, if learning that skill that you're not good at and and taking the time to learn it a little bit more, like it really just helps in the long run. Even just thinking back to things that I enrolled in last year, that now this year, I mean, I've learned new things and it's helped me serve my clients even better too. Like those little skills that I didn't even think about that I got from those courses. I'm like, wait, I can use that and serve my clients better. It's not even just my own business, you know, like, so yeah, I'm all for that. Right. Cause it's like, you see other people doing things, but you don't realize that they like had a shaky voice when they got on their first zoom call and yes. like, did their first slideshow. It's like, that's how you learn. Yeah. Yep. You just gotta, I always say dive in and you're going to figure it out. What was it? My, one of my friends was saying he was comparing it to marriage, but I don't even know if this is going to make sense, but he was saying, um, like for example, swimming, someone could say, this is how you swim and you move your arms, right? But you're not really going to learn until you get pushed into the pool. (laughs) So it's like, you just got to jump in and go for it. No, I can like literally drive myself crazy being like, did all of this shit have to happen? Or could someone have literally wrote, like written a map for me? I go back and forth. Like, I'm like, no, I had to go through it. But then I'm sometimes like, are you just telling yourself that Disney story because it makes you feel better? And it's like, ah, yeah, depends on the day. But I, I, I kind of tend to agree with what you're saying. And that's like, like 95% of the time, that's my feeling on it. It's like, you cannot tell someone like, Hey, you're going to get hurt up there. Like it's choppy water ahead. Like I have to walk into it. I just have to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So for people that are like wanting to kind of just like, if they were going to go into their website today and they were going to like change one thing or, you know, go into their Instagram day and change one thing that you Mm -hmm. see that people are doing that you're like, oh my gosh, if people would just tweak this, change that, like, what would you say would be something someone could do today before your course comes out? Oh, wow. So with the website, I would say one of the biggest things is what, like people are coming to your website. Most of the time they maybe discovered you somewhere else, right? Either they found you on Google or they found you maybe on Instagram. So they liked you enough to click that website button, which means a lot, right? And so if they've Mm -hmm. landed there, I think one of the biggest things you want to get really clear on is like, what do you have to offer them? Like people, if they're not finding what they're looking for right away, they're going to be like, okay, bye. I I don't see what I'm looking for. So making, I would say in our industry, making it really clear on what your services are, what you offer. Don't make them have to dig for that. Um, Making sure they can book properly for you. And I know like online booking, even from clients that I've worked with, is kind of like some people like it. Some people are like, no, I don't want to do online booking. But I think um, making the booking process really easy and clear Um, And also having like your website, your website should work for you, right? So if, if you know that like your new client inquiries, you're always getting 
you're always having to get the same information or something like that. Like you can use a form and have that on your website to make your new client like onboarding work for you and make it easier. So I'd say right away, make sure in our industry that your clients can find what it is that you have to offer, what makes you different and unique, um, photos of your work and, and how they can book with you right away. Yeah, I love that because I am a huge proponent of online booking, but lately mm-hmm. I've been like, give people fewer options, make it mm-hmm. cleaner, make it more concise yeah. and make it almost like, and it doesn't need to be like, it, the pricing can be like starting at, but give yeah. people like like three, two, four options right? and like have categories of like, okay, a a dimensional color takes me roughly this long. Well then just Mm -hmm. offer just that as opposed to these, these lists where it's like 150 different services. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you've lost people. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to confuse people again. If they landed on your website, that says something huge. And so you want to keep them there and you obviously, you want to convert them to be a client. So if yeah, less options for sure, less is more, make it really clear on, um, yeah, just make it super clear. (laughs) And that's where a lot of times people don't sit down and, get clear. They just throw everything up there. And so that's where that whole like define and then apply. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why like when you were saying the communication thing, I'm like, oh, I feel like there's like a, like a, like I got to go deeper on that because it, I feel, I'm wondering like if, even though we're really create, we're really creative people, we're really good at like, you know, like giving people what they want and like Mm -hmm. interpreting other people's communication. But I wonder if as hairstyles, we haven't developed our communication as well as, you know, we, we maybe think we have, or we lack the self-awareness around, like, we think like things are industry standard. We just understand them because we speak hair language, but as far as like with clients and like communicating our needs, just like from a standpoint of just like overall communication, I, I feel like what you said was huge earlier. I think that hairstylists need help communicating more clearly about their needs, about the brand they want to have, about the life they want to have. And I feel like, I feel like there's even like a deeper thing to the communication. It's like, you got to actually know who you are and like, you actually have to know and value what you want enough to be able to communicate it. Oh, absolutely. Part of, um, in my course, there's a whole section on like defining your personal brand and like for someone could go ahead and do this if they want to do this exercise. But one of the ways that I love to do that, cause I think sometimes like, I think there's people that are very confident out there and they know exactly like who they are, what they have to offer, who they're speaking to. Right. But sometimes for a lot of us, it's not really easy to define that. Right. Um, and so I know for me, it's taken me a little bit of time or I get in my hair or in my hair, <laughs> I get in my head, your hair and I get in my hair, head, same thing. But, um, one of the ways I think that's like maybe helpful to hone in on like who you are, what you have to offer. And again, going back to it, branding is perception too, a lot of times, right. Um, is what do well, like, asking people that are your ideal client, like what comes to mind when they think of you? How do you make them feel? If you weren't in the room, like how would they describe your personality to someone that didn't know you? And like taking wow. those those answers and using that in your branding, on your website to your advantage and using that to help you better communicate to those clients. So I love that because I I had a client a while ago that was like, oh, this is my sister-in-law. This is Lindsay. She's all about love. She's just like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, 
she thinks I'm all about love. Yeah. And I was like so flattered. Right. I love that. Right. And it's, so a lot of times we don't even, we haven't even taken the time to research what people already perceive of us. Right. And once yes. you figure that out and get some of those answers, one, it might help you if, if you're not very confident, let me tell you, hearing people say nice things about you or what they love about you will boost anyone's like self-esteem and will make them feel like, oh, you know what? You're right. Like I am that. Um, I, for example, when I did some of this research, a lot of the word I got from a lot of people was authentic. And I didn't even like, for me, I never stopped and was like, I am so authentic. But then I sat and thought about it. I was like, oh yeah, like this, this isn't, uh, being authentic is definitely very important to me. Like I can never just do things for the sake of doing things. Like it has to align. Like it really does. And so um, taking those words and using them in the way I communicate on my website, it just, it all helps um, you and your communication and your branding. Well, yeah, because here, the other thing I just thought of is like, if you don't know what you're currently communicating Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to get to where you want to be? Like, and like, yeah, maybe there, maybe like you don't even have the self-awareness around like what, what is actually your brand? Cause right. everyone has one. Right. Yep. Yeah. Everyone has, yeah. You have a brand right now and you may not even know that that's your brand. <laughs> so. Exactly. Like even like, I feel like we kind of think like once we get aware of it and it's like we hire Piper or we decide like, okay, I want to work, do some branding. We decide like we're going to get branding, but like, holy shit, we've already had it this whole time, whatever that is. Right. Exactly. And in part of my branding process is you're going to figure out, well, what have you been communicating then? What is your brand? What are people already perceiving? And, and then in response to that, if it's not what you wanted, how do we shift people's perception then? You know, how do we uh, change that so that you are giving off the vibe that you do want? Um, because I yeah, think it'd be very okay. shocking to some people to, to actually he- hear. And even like at times in my business, I'm, I mean, I can think back to certain seasons and be like, oh my gosh, I mean, I would almost be just fascinated to be like, what was my brand communicating back then? Yeah. Like, oh, that I worked sure. six days a week and that like, I mean, <laughs> my ego didn't fit in the room. Like that's branding. I mean, that's going to attract yeah. a certain type of person. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're going to find out real soon. It's either your, I think sometimes in our industry, people are burnt out. They get to that burnout phase and they've probably been attracting people or clients that they're miserable with in their chair. And they're just, they get burnt out and they're over their careers. And I'm like, what have you been putting out there? You know, like, and have you stopped to say, I'm, I'm not like, I'm going to put myself first and really work on wanting to serve and attract the right clients so that I can love what I do, you know? Yeah. Like, so I, I want to stay on that for a minute. Cause I love that. And you said like how, like if you're burned out and you're tired, like when you've worked with people before, like what, what does that attract? Like, just like, it, does that attract that draining person? You know, a lot of the times I think what I've, yeah, I would say draining or you have someone, they're trying to serve way too many people. And mm. one of the first things for me with any branding thing is who are you trying to reach? 
Who bring, like I would say, what clients bring you joy? How do we get 10 more of those clients, right? What, what do you love about them? And, um, and figuring out like what communication style is going to get more of those clients. Um, and uh, learning how to say no too is like another. I recently realized because I took the time away with COVID to be like, I love my clients, but what, and I love, I love, I've figured out to way to brand it to where like, I love all of them as people. Mm -hmm. And then I had to dive even deeper and go, but what work do I like to do? Yeah. Because I feel like I can have a personality type that my brand is like nailing and attracting, but then I haven't honed in and I've, I've been doing too, too many different kinds of services for color that now I'm like, wait, I actually really like doing like like dimensional, like foils. And I like doing kind of more creative things. I just was serving too many people to where I ended up liking base colors so much because I could turn them out faster. I could make more people happy, but yeah. the, the goal isn't to make just other people happy. No, no, you, I think there has to be a, a balance. Like there has to, you got to be able to serve your clients, but also love the clients that you're working with and be happy. Otherwise you're going to be, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to be like, I'm over this. Like I, yeah, I speak from experience. Yeah. Like the, resen- <laughs> the resentment starts to creep in and it's like, wait, but you, you made it. So make it what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we so, I think a lot of times we don't even realize actually how much control we have. And we think we just need to surrender to like, whoever wants to sit in our chair, which I will say in the beginning, like even for me when I was building my makeup career, like I worked with everyone. I took on a lot of different clients and there were clients that I worked with that I was just like, this is not the client for me, but I'm going to serve them. I'm going to serve them well. But it was through that trial and error, I was able to find out the clients that do bring me joy. And then it was going back to the drawing board and being like, how do, how do I communicate to get more clients like that? I got to learn to say no when it doesn't align with my brand, when it meets someone that I'm like, yeah, just this, we're not going to mesh. This client and I, we're not going to mesh and that's okay. And, but I'm going to find someone who I will mesh with and, um, and keep, keep refining. Like you're again, branding and building your brand. It's not a one-time thing. It's ongoing. Yeah, no, totally. And like, I've been talking to stylists that are, you know, like leaving their salons or, you know, during this time making transitions. And I think sometimes, you know, kind of back to branding and culture, it's like, mm-hmm. you're ready to, you're no longer a fit for that brand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're bad. It yep. means you've evolved or you've grown or you're different. And like, I feel like sometimes for us to be willing to move on, we have to like bash another brand instead of being like, I'm, I'm, I'm just not in alignment. I love how you said that because it's like, we can waste a lot of energy, like justifying, like why that person's not a good client for us or why that person, why that salon's not a good fit. But at the end of the day, it's like, there's a fit for everyone. And like, even I can say that about like past people that I've worked with. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not on bad terms with anyone. It's just, this wasn't a good fit for X, Y, and Z. But I feel like that's like such a cool way to look at it. Like, just from a branding standpoint and not making it personal or not like justifying our decisions based on someone being good or bad. It's like, I have a different brand or I'm trying to facilitate a different brand. 
Yeah, I think it just, I think that's huge. What you had touched on kind of hearing saying that sometimes stylists will like leave um, a place because they're like, oh, it doesn't really fit my brand or um, they, they might leave. I actually, when I had done uh, back in April, I did a summit and one of the top questions that I got was I'm at like a salon and it doesn't really fit my brand. Um, what should I do? That was like one of the top questions. Okay. And I think part of branding is also like, what do you value? Like, what are your values? And so I would never tell someone, well, if their color palette doesn't match yours, you should leave because that's, that's just petty to me. Like, yeah, right. But I think at the end of the day also goes back to like, what do you value? Are your values in a line with the space that you're at? Um, are you able to be, um, the best, you know, stylist there and, and really, are you able to communicate properly to your ideal client? Is that a space that you love bringing your client into? They feel uplifted when they're in there, or is it a space where everyone's mad at each other and they're in a fight and there's just so much cattiness going on, which let's be real, that's happens in our industry. Mm -hmm. And so I think the bigger question is not like, does it fit my brand? It's more like, are your values in a line? That that yeah. that that needs to be bigger than like a color palette and fonts is do you are your values in a line? And if they're not, then that's that's a time when it's like, okay, let's reevaluate. Maybe it is time for me to move on to another space. But I agree, don't bashing and all that stuff. That's just we don't have time for that. <laughs> well, Anna, you're making you know, that's a good point because we start places and like if someone mm-hmm. said to me, you know, back when I got started, like, hey, is where you work in alignment with your values? I'd be like, what are, what are values? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what my values are. Right. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Like if they're in alignment, cause I didn't know what they were. And so I think there's a lot of people that need to actually do what you just said and go first, like, again, back to defining what their values are yeah. and then applying them into the space they're currently at. And I mean, it's going to probably for a lot of us be a crapshoot of like, I won't know till I run this exercise. Yeah. And there might be that pruning process. Some, I mean, I've had people where we've even just with Ember retreat, like there's people that have come and, you know, they go through the different workshops and not just branding, but gosh, I mean, there's so many, obviously, you know, like our first night we do a lot of like deep dive into like self-development and stuff, but I'm not surprised that when people go back from Ember retreat, they're like, it's time for me to move on from where I'm at. And it's probably because they finally sat down and realized, yeah, I, we're not, I'm not in alignment with where I'm at. Maybe that's why they are burnt out. They're working, you know, there's so many different things, but they move to where they should be. And like, and that's okay too. Like there's going to be a time growth is okay. And if you're at a place that doesn't embrace growth, that to me is like, that's not a good sign though, too. Yeah, I know that is what's special about Ember because, you know, Teddy and I have talked about how like it was the first time in our careers, like I had just opened Lynn May, but it's like the first time in my career that I actually like sat down with a notebook and like thought about myself and correlation to my business. I always just thought about my business. What does yeah. my business need for me? What does my business need? What do my clients need? Mm-hmm. And it was like the first time that I really like dropped into like, wait, if this, if at the end of the day, I'm the one who this is who's making this and creating it. Like, why, why isn't it serving me? And like, right. I didn't even know it could. Yeah. Yeah. It be, I think, and it's because probably a lot of time you were just like in it, right. You're just thinking mm-hmm. of everyone else, but yourself. And I think there's no reason why there can't be a good, you know, balance. 
Like, right. And I heard something yeah. that said like, if it's good for you, it's good for everyone. And that doesn't mean like, you know, like some people take that to the extreme, but it's like, mm-hmm. if it's energetically good for you, like, and it's like, you're letting go of someone or you're letting go of a relationship, then in mm-hmm. the end, it's energetically better for them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Both sides will be served well. <laughs> yeah. So like if people, I mean, I, I talk about Ember on here all the time, but if people want to, you know, still try and come to Ember, if people want to learn more about it, more about you, about your course, like where can, where can we direct people? Because I'm like, if there was one retreat to go to, I a hundred percent would say like, I'd sing Ember from the hilltops. Oh, that really means a lot. Thank you. There And it means a lot because I know there are a lot of really great retreats in our industry. So shout out to all of the creators out there creating yes. retreat spaces. Yes. Um, it's it's a lot of work. But um, thank you. Ember, you can find more um, info about Ember if you go to emberretreat.com. Uh, we, you will be probably directed to like a wait list, but we always open up our tickets to our wait list first. And, um, and then as far as my course goes, which I it's like, I feel like I'm giving birth to a baby again, which <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, I have a three-year-old. Don't worry. I know what it is. To give birth. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to be like, she doesn't even know what giving birth is. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I know. Um, but, and this, I would say this is really up there with giving birth, but my course, I am hoping to see that out. Um, hopefully in the fall here. So if you want to know and kind of be the first to know when that opens up, you can go to piperdeyoung.com and right at the top of the navigation there, there'll be a little area to get on the wait list. And yeah, it would just, it would mean the world to me. If you're interested, come join the wait list. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I think people need this and I love that you're making it and uh, yeah, get it out into the world push that baby out. Yes, um, I'm so excited. Yeah, that's awesome. And then where can people find you on Instagram? Excuse me. I'm on Instagram. It's at Piper D Young and you can find me on there. I share a little bit of my life, mommyhood, branding, design, running an event and just life. <laughs> it's just the I love everything. it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time because I, I got a lot out of this and I, I know others will too. Oh, thank you, Lynn, for having me. I really, really appreciate you having me. Um, and you are just—I just, just want to like reaffirm you that I, your podcast is awesome. It's helped so many people already, and so yeah, you're kicking butt, girl. Thank you.